Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It's Saturday the 6th of May. I'm Jamie East and this was a week that saw Rishi and the Tories lose in the local elections, drama over the Kremlin drone attack, warnings over AI and Gwyneth spilling the tea on Brad and Ben. Grab a cup of something hot, put up your feet, and get up to speed on the seven biggest stories of the week. This is the Standout 7 from the Smart 7. It's news, but not the news. Friday saw the results of the local elections trickle in across the day and it became clear pretty quickly that Prime Minister Rishi Sunak had not managed to turn things around for the Tory party as they faced significant losses across the country. Tory party chairman Greg Hands was the first to offer an excuse and somewhat surprisingly, the reasons the Tory lost control of the Stoke-on-Trent council was Vladimir Putin. The, the country has had a difficult year. The Conservative Party has had a difficult year. A lot of that is driven, of course, by uh, Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine. With the Tories on track to lose over 700 seats, mostly to Labour and the Lib Dems, PM Rishi Sunak was also sounding sheepish. I'm not detecting any massive groundswell of movement towards the Labour Party or excitement for their agenda. What people want us to do is focus on their priorities. The BBC estimated that Labour will end up with 35% of the vote versus 26% for the Tories and 20% for the Lib Dems. That's a 9% lead for Labour, but will that be enough to see a victory at the general election? Labour leader Sakir Starmer was certainly feeling positive. We've changed the Labour Party and we've earned the trust and confidence of voters here in Kent and we'll do that across the country. We've shown change is possible, a better Britain is possible. A very, very good set of results for us. In fact, he was so pleased he even did what may well be the worst Michael Caine impersonation ever attempted as he praised the Labour team who won back the Medway Council in Kent. You didn't just get it over the line, you blew the doors off. (laughs) The first victory here since 1998. The other winners were the Green Party who won control of their first ever council in Suffolk and the Lib Dems who got 20% of the vote and delighted their leader Ed Davey who's already keen to see a change in government. I think there's a chance now that we can have that general election within the next year and I think the message is clear. The time's up for Rishi Sunak and his appalling Conservative government. It's been months in the making, but this week it began to look like Ukraine might finally be ready to launch a major counter-offensive against Russian forces. Despite depleted resources, Moscow still controls around 20% of Ukraine's territory, and it's thought that the counter-attack will be concentrated on parts of the occupied southern front. Presidential advisor Yuri Sark says it's vital that Western countries continue to provide resources. We are fighting a war of an unseen and unprecedented magnitude. We must not appease the aggressor. We, ha- we all have to understand that the only way to end this war is to equip Ukrainian army sufficiently enough so that we can defeat the enemy on the battlefield. Ukraine's vowed not to give up on defending the eastern city of Bakhmut, which has gained symbolic importance for both sides, with Ukraine still holding on to some parts of the city after months of fierce fighting. It's now set to be one of the key targets for a breakthrough offensive, according to Ukrainian ambassadors to the UK, Vadim Pristaiko. This is getting a bit too long, and Ukraine is also suffering. The 8 million of us outside of the nation so you can imagine that most families 
we're living separated, separated in more than a year. Wednesday night brought a dramatic plot twist to the Ukraine story as Russia accused Ukraine of a failed attempt to assassinate Putin in a drone attack. Footage on Russian social media appears to show an object exploding and a plume of smoke rising over the Kremlin. US Secretary of State Antony Blinken says he couldn't verify the report. I would take anything coming out of the Kremlin with a very large shaker of salt. So let's see. We'll see what, uh, what, what the facts are. Russia says it reserves the right to respond whenever and wherever it feels appropriate. And former President Dmitry Medvedev called for the assassination of Ukrainian President Zelensky in retaliation for what it called a terrorist act. Zelensky wasn't in Ukraine on Wednesday, but instead spoke from a Nordic security conference in Finland. We don't attack Putin. Uh, we fight on, on our territory. We are defending our villages and cities. We don't have enough weapon for this. That's why we don't use it any, anywhere. Thursday saw him head to the Netherlands to visit the International Criminal Court in The Hague. The ICC's already issued a warrant for Putin's arrest over crimes committed during the war, including forced deportation of children. However, Russia doesn't recognise the court and President Zelensky said a special tribunal may be needed. Of course, we all want to see different Vladimir here in The Hague, the one who deserves to be sentenced for these criminal actions right here. After two days of strikes across the bank holiday weekend, union bosses met with Health Secretary Steve Barclay on Tuesday. It came amid speculation that after five months, public support for the strikes might be waning. But Oney Kassab from Unite Union said the public is still very much on side. The public will recognise that Rishi Sunak needs to roll his sleeves up, stop talking about maths lessons and get involved with the negotiations here so that we can resolve this. The public know that. In the end, a pay deal was signed off at the meeting. The deal will see more than a million staff, including ambulance workers, nurses, physios and porters in England, receive a 5% pay rise and a one-off sum of at least £1,600. Ministers are hoping it'll bring the strike to an end, though three unions are threatening to continue action. Health Secretary Steve Barclay was sounding positive, though. Well, this is a good day for NHS staff, but it's also a good day for patients. Uh, and we can now move forward, focus together, on the patients and also ensure that staff get the pay rise much sooner than would have been the case under the pay review body process. But there could still be trouble ahead as Head of Health at Unison Sarah Gorton explains. So it certainly means that the majority of unions have resolved their disputes, certainly my own union, Unison. It's important to note it was a majority decision, uh, not a unanimous decision. And the Royal College of Nursing say that despite the deal being agreed by the majority of unions, they'll ballot for further strike action. Patricia Marquis from the RCN says ministers have to address the workforce crisis. I think what we need to do is demonstrate to the government that nursing's voice isn't going to be silenced any further and, and get to a place where the government has no choice but to listen to us. NHS Providers Chief Executive Julian Hartley says trust leaders aren't out of the woods yet. He told the BBC morale was an issue among staff and said everyone who makes the NHS special needs to come together. The challenges have never been greater for the NHS, but it is all about delivering for people and making sure we've got that long-term workforce plan. Thursday evening saw a Washington court find four members of the Proud Boys group guilty of seditious conspiracy over the January the 6th insurrection. The group, including leader Enrique Tarrio, could face up to 50 years in prison, and it's another piece of the puzzle for Jack Smith, the special prosecutor investigating Trump. 
Trump famously told the Proud Boys to stand back and stand by during the 2020 presidential debates. The civil rape trial brought by writer E. Jean Carroll against Trump is continuing in New York, and although the former president hasn't attended court as yet, he was angrily ranting about the case while in Ireland on his golf course. It's a disgrace that it's allowed to happen. It's called false accusations against a famous, rich and political person. And I have to go back for a woman that made a false accusation about me, and I'm going to confront this one. This woman is a disgrace, and it shouldn't be allowed to happen in our country. You still to come on the standout seven, a stern warning over AI, and Gwyneth spills the tea right after this. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back. The godfather of AI is quick Google amid fears that scary tech could soon be smarter than us. 75-year-old Jeffrey Hinton's been credited with creating the neural net technology that's become the bedrock of artificial intelligence systems like ChatGPT and Google Bard. But now he's resigned from Google and warned the technology could upend life as we know it. It's one of those things where there's no way that people weren't going to explore it. The issue is now that we've discovered it works better than we expected a few years ago, What do we do to mitigate the long-term risks of things more intelligent than us taking control? As you've just heard, strikes are nothing new in the UK at the moment. Nurses, doctors, border guards and the rest. Meanwhile, in Hollywood, it's the writers who've just walked out. 11,000 TV and movie writers have hit the picket lines, protesting about diminished earnings because of shorter series and more streaming services. Host of The Tonight Show, Jimmy Fallon, says he's 100% behind his team. I wouldn't have a show if it wasn't for my writers and I support them all the way. they got to have a fair contract and they got a lot of stuff to iron out and Hopefully they get it done. And while working the red carpet at the Met Gala, former mean girl Amanda Seyfried had some pretty concise support too. I don't get what the problem is. Like Everything changed with streaming and everybody needs to be compensated for their work. That's f***ing easy. I don't get it. Gwyneth Paltrow's never been what you call shy. Between candles that smell, well, like her, and the jade egg that goop sell, it's pretty much all out there. But now, she's outdone herself, appearing on the Caller Daddy podcast, where Frank Chat is very much the order of the day. She warmed up by discussing how she and Brad Pitt met. We sort of said hi on set, and it was like major, major love at first sight. It was crazy. But then she got into it with a direct comparison between Brad and fellow ex Ben Affleck, and how they... <clears throat> handled her candle. Who was better in bed? Brad was like the sort of major chemistry love of your life. And then like Ben was like technically excellent. (laughs) You've been listening to The Smart 7. We'll be back tomorrow at 7 a.m. Hit that follow button and have a great day. Give us seven minutes, we'll give you the world. 